It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Good morning, holy. Good morning, Lord. I just want to thank you for all that you've done. I just want to thank you for being so good. Good morning, Lord. Good morning, Master. You brought me through another night. I just want to thank you. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Master. I just want to thank you for being so good. Being so good. Being so good. All the things you brought me through, all the things you showed me, all the things you blessed me with, I just want to thank you. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Lord. Greetings, saints. Once again, in the name of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church, Kinston, North Carolina, USA. I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word. Where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. We have entered into his gates 
the thanksgiving. We have entered his court. Praise. We have come to thank him, our creator, our Lord, our Savior, for being so good to us. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Savior of my soul. You are everything, Jesus. We've come into this house to praise. present help in a time of trouble, our shield, our buckler, our comforter, our provider, our sustainer. I don't know where you are and what you're going through in your life out there under the sound of my voice, but I'm here to let you to know that everything that you need for life and godliness is found in Jesus. God has what you need. So many times in, in this life, if we are not careful, we will be searching and seeking out for that which can only be found in God. True peace will only be found in God. Some of us are using, have used drugs, and alcohol, done all sorts of things, but true peace is found in God. True joy is found in God. True love is found in God. I was in Ghana many years ago when a young seminary student came up to me. He said, Apostle, I want to ask you something. He said, there's a question that has stumped everyone at my seminary school. No one can answer it. The professors, the doctors, he said, I want to ask you. I said, go on. He said, what is God? What is God? And I said, Lord, what are you? And God said, Robert, tell him that I am love. The Bible tells us that God is love. He does many wonderful and mighty things, many awesome things. But the essence of our creator, the essence of our God is love. God is is love and he manifest his love for humanity he manifest his love for his creation by sending his only begotten son now understand who jesus was now jesus was god 
in the likeness of sinful man. So Jesus, God, what he did for you and I, now this thing is deep now, and it takes spiritual ears to hear. What God did is he packaged himself, he packaged his own self in the likeness of sinful man, came down through 40 and two generations, lived, bled, and died as a substitute for your sins and for mine. And now by placing our faith in Jesus Christ, who was God and he was God's son, I know some Religious groups have a problem with that. How can he be both God and be both God's son? Understand that he's God. He can be anything he wants to. How can he be all over the place, everywhere, all at the same time? Why? Because he is God. How can he be in you as a child of God and in me at the same time? Why? Because he is God. He can be himself. He can be his son. He can be anything he wants or chooses to be. He packaged himself in the likeness of sinful man and came down and died in physical form for you and for me, that we might have a right to eternal life. God loves you out there. Now, Some of the times we feel like we're unloved. Sometimes husbands don't love us, or wives don't love us, or children don't love us, or parents don't love us, brothers or sisters don't love us. But I want to encourage you under the sound of my voice and let you to know that no matter what you do, where you go, God loves you. Now, does that mean everyone will be saved? No, it doesn't. Because it's not an issue of whether or not God loves us. The issue is whether or not you love God, whether or not we love God. And when we place our faith in Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross, his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension back into heaven, and live a life of righteousness and holiness for him, we show God that we love him. And in reward, he will bring us into an eternal kingdom that has been prepared since before the foundations of the earth. We are looking for that great day. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are about to finish our most recent topic entitled Complex Problems. What? Simple Solutions. Complex Problems. Sometimes in life, problems can seem so complex. But God, through and by his word, through and by his power, through and by his anointing, he has simple solutions for you and I. As we study to show ourselves approved unto God, workmen and women who need not to be ashamed, but who rightly divide the word of truth, we will gain access to the simplistic solutions of the complex problems that we are faced with. We looked at capital A in our outline, difficult problems. Sometimes our problems get very difficult. We looked at Daniel chapter 5, verse 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 28, capital B in our outline. We looked at they must eat, understanding that you eating out there. In the natural and in the spiritual. You say, Apostle, I don't go to church. I'm not going to no church. You're still eating in the spiritual because your spirit is still receiving information from somewhere. And if you're not receiving information from God and from, from the spirit of God, then you are receiving information from Satan and demonic spirits. Mark my words. We looked at Acts chapter 6, verse 1, John chapter 21, verse uh, 17. Look at capital C in our outline. What is this? You are doing. Sometimes we have to take inventory of what we're doing, how we're going about things. We looked at Exodus chapter 18, verse 14, Matthew chapter 12, verse 2, capital D in our outlines. What shall we do? And once we've taken inventory and looked at what we're doing or we found out that we're doing some things that are not pleasing in the eyesight of God, then we need to uh, find out what needs to be done. We looked at Luke chapter 3, verse 10, Acts chapter 2, verse 37. It brings us down to capital E, which will close us out in this particular series, future problems. Future problems. Now, we're talking about complex problems, simple solutions, but understand that just as certain as you and I are alive, 
we're going to be faced with. Not only do we have some problems right now, not only have we had some problems uh, in our past, but there are some future problems. There are some things that are going to happen to you and I that are going to be challenges, that are going to be trials, that are going to be uh, difficulties and hardships. And this was one of the concepts that Jesus had much problems trying to relate to his own disciples of some of the future problems, some of the future situations that were going to manifest themselves that were not pleasing. Jesus told his disciples during the Last Supper that this very night they will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. Disciples were like, what? No, no, no. Not me. Not me. won't happen to me. Jesus said, okay. All right. Even Peter. You know, Peter's like, no, everybody else might deny you, but not me. Jesus said, Peter, before the rooster crows, you're going to deny three times that you even know. Peter's like, no, no, no. But things turn out. Just like God said, just like the author and finisher of our faith had said, God knows your next move. He knows my next move. He knows what we're going to say before we even say it, where we're going to go before we even go, what we're going to do before we even do it. Future problems. You're getting ready to be blessed out there in the name of Jesus. We're going to take a look at the book of Genesis, chapter 41, with a special focus on verse 31. Genesis Chapter 41, verse 31. From the New International Version, our scripture... reads Genesis chapter 41 verse 31 Joseph says the abundance in the land will not be remembered because the famine that follows it will be so severe Again, Joseph said that the abundance in the land, Joseph said, look, no, you're not even going to remember the abundance because the famine that follows it will be so severe. Capital E in our outline, what? Future problems. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty and the precious name of your only begotten son, Jesus Christ, we thank you today, Father, for another beautiful, sunny day that you have created. Birds are singing. The wind are blowing. You have blessed us, Father, to be able to experience it, to be able to taste, to touch, to see, to smell, to hear one more time. Father, you've allowed us the ability to get up out of our beds and walk. Father, these are no small items, but they are miracles, mighty miracles that you have performed for us one more time. We have come to reverence you. We have come to exalt you. We have come to bless your holy name, to glorify you, to exalt you. This is the day that you have made, Father. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. You have renewed your mercies once again this morning. Father, we consider it a privilege an honor to be able to come together 
in the name of Jesus Christ and worship you in spirit and in truth. We've not come for any, any show, any form or fashion of men, but, Father, we've come to hear words of wisdom from your storehouse. Pray, Heavenly Father, that you will speak for your servants have gathered to hear your words, your knowledge, your understanding. Give us words, Father, that will edify us, that will strengthen us in our innermost man, that will strengthen our hearts and our minds. Speak, Father, for your servants are listening. And, Father, as you speak in our midst today, may your name, which is above all other names, gain the glory, the honor, and the praise. This is our prayer. We count it done. In the name of Jesus Christ, let the people of God say amen. Amen. Future problems. Bless the name of the Lord and Jesus Christ. As we look at Genesis chapter 41, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, had a problem had some dreams that were perplexing his mind, that were causing him anxiety. He couldn't understand what these dreams meant. One of the things the Lord has in my spirit right now is that the solution, the one who had the solution to the king's problem was in prison. Is anybody understanding where the Holy Ghost is going with this? In other words, some of the ones that have the solution to America's problems today are locked up. Some for good reason, some like Joseph for wrong reason. But understand that the, that, 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 that the individuals that have the solution to the problems facing our nation, facing our ministry, facing our marriage, facing our finances, they're not always in the most pleasant of places. Joseph was locked up while Pharaoh was having dreams that were concerning the destiny of the nation and the one who had been gifted by God to interpret and to make clear that which was ambiguous was locked up. He was somewhere else. Interesting thing about Joseph to keep in mind, Joseph had two dreams. He used his gift and shared them with his family. It caused his brothers to hate him all the more. While he was locked up, he heard two dreams. He used his gift. It caused him to be forgotten about by the chief cupbearer. Pharaoh had two dreams. Joseph heard another two dreams. He used his gift to interpret them and it caused him to be lifted to second in command in all of Egypt. You say, Apostle, what does that have to do with me? Some of you all under the sound of my voice, you have been exercising your gift in front of the wrong people. When Joseph exercised his gift before Pharaoh, the same gift that he exercised before his brothers that caused him to be hated even more, the same gift that he exercised before the chief cupbaker, cupbearer that caused him to be forgotten about, he exercised that same gift before Pharaoh, and it caused him to be lifted to the high, almost the highest position 
in the land. Pharaoh said, look, nothing is going to move in Egypt except that your word. Some of you, some of you, under the sound of my voice, you, you've been suffering, you've been going through because your gift has been, been, been being used in front of some of the wrong people. And, I, and God has led me to know that, that, that this year, some of you all, under the sound of my voice, your gift will be heard by the right one. Go ahead on. Your gift will be seen by the right one. Pharaoh was the right one. Heard one great man of God make a statement some time ago, and there was a lot of truth in it. He said, he said you don't need to be liked by everybody. Everybody don't need to like you. Just the what? The right one. Just the right one. Oh, Joseph had a whole lot of enemies in his family. Joseph had enemies in Potiphar's house. Joseph had enemies in prison. But Pharaoh took a liking of him, and as a result, it turned Joseph's life around. Somebody under the sound of my voice. I don't know who you are. I don't know what country you're in, what nation you're in, we're going through. Somebody's about to have their life turned around in the name of Jesus. Future problems. Future problems. Verse 28, the Bible says, and this is something to keep in mind. We're going to go back to verse 28 because of, because of time. The Bible says, it, Joseph said, it is just as I said to Pharaoh. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Now, now understand this, child of God, and you need to get this down. Those of you taking notes here, you need to get this down and keep this in mind. God is constantly showing his children what he's about to do. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. See, part of the responsibility of the Holy Spirit in our life is to show us and to reveal to us that which is yet to come. This is one of the main jobs of the Holy Spirit because God says, look, I don't want my children to be deceived. I don't want my children to be caught at unawares. So God is showing in the heavenly realms what he's about to do. That God says there are signs, what, of the times. Signs of the times. God is doing all sorts of things. He's sending his apostles. He's sending his prophets. He's sending his evangelists, his pastors, and teachers to reveal to creation what he's about to do. Pharaoh had a communication from God as to what God was about to do, but it wasn't until he got the right man of God on the scene that he was able to understand. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice is that you get the right man or woman of God around you so that you can catch a glimpse into what God is about to do. My spirit is going to one of the deacons. That is a great, great blessing to this ministry. I don't want to give any names. In case we don't want to draw, we don't want to embarrass anybody, but this, this, this great man of God had contacted me many years ago when we first started the broadcast. And uh, as I talked to him, the Lord just began to speak in my spirit and tell me that this young man, very precious, precious young man, God said he's about to come into a large sum of money, large sum of money. I shared it with the with the man of God, and he said, okay, apostle, let me write that down. Shortly after that, children of God, this, this great man of God's offerings to the church ministry began to increase over tenfold. And I was like, what is going on here? So I contacted him. I'm like, man, I'm not, I'm not complaining, but what is going on? 
He said, Apostle, he said, you remember we talked some time ago and you told me that we were about, I was about to come into a large sum of money? I was like, you know, I don't, and I'd be giving prophecies all day, all over the world. I, you know, I could, he said, well, he said, I, I, there was a job that I had been trying to get for about 14 years that God has blessed me with, and we just rejoiced and we just give God the praise. You say, Apostle, what are you driving at? God will use his apostles, his prophets, his evangelists, his pastors, his teachers to let you know what he is what? About to do. Now, if you don't want to listen to God's spokesmen and spokeswomen, if you somewhere else and don't want to take the time to come to Bible study, don't want to take the time to get up under the apostles' teaching, don't want to take the time to, to come to service and listen. See, then God will be doing all kind of things just like he said he was going to do because God said, Robert, tell my people that I do nothing without first revealing my plans to my servants, the prophets. God said, I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do, but if you're not in position, then you may not hear about it. You may not. It'll come as a shock to you. Position yourself, child of God. Position yourself up under the word of God so that God can begin to reveal to you aspects and dimensions of your destiny. Your destiny is already set. It's already laid down. This is why Jesus didn't get into a whole lot of discussion with his disciples about what they were going to do on that night. Jesus said, look, before the foundations of the earth were ever laid, I knew what you all were going to do this night. And it was recorded in the scriptures thousands of years ago that on this very night they will strike the what? Shepherd and the sheep will scatter. You talking about you not going to scatter after it has been recorded and firmly decided by God and firmly put down. You sound ridiculous. Jesus didn't even get into a discussion with his disciples. He didn't, he didn't go no further. He just told it to them and just kind of started looking. And then here come Peter. Oh, no, no, not me, not me, going to be the other one. Jesus said, look, let me tell you what's been written about you. <laughs> Before the rooster crows, three times you will deny that you even know. No, 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 no. And when it came to pass, when that rooster crowed, Peter realized that what Jesus had said had come to pass, just like Jesus said. The Bible said Jesus just turned and looked at him. <laughs> Praise God. Come on, saints. We got to wrap this message on up. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? I'm a child of God out there under the sound of my voice, saved or unsaved, whatever you got going in your life, your destiny is already known by God. You're not going to change it. You're not going to alter it. What you're going to do is you're going to fulfill it. You're going to walk in it. Now, you say, Apostle, that's, that, that sounds kind of bleak. No, well, here's the thing. We don't all know the, the, the fullness of our destiny. Joseph, Joseph told the, the chief baker an aspect of his destiny in prison. Remember, the chief cupbearer had a dream, you know, and the chief baker had a dream. Joseph interpreted both dreams, told the chief cupbearer that you're going to be, you know, in a few days you're going to be lifted up. You're going to be restored. Chief Baker thinking, yeah, yeah, maybe that's going to be for me too. Here's my dream. Uh, you know, and also he was like, tell me how I'm going to be restored too. Joseph said, no, 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 your destiny is your head going to be cut off in a few days. And sure enough, the chief cupbearer was restored. Chief Baker was head cut off. 
God has shown Pharaoh what he's about to do. God said, look, I'm showing creation what I'm going to do. God says, in my word, I'm showing creation. Now, whether you believe it, whether you accept it, whether you take the time to study, whether you take the time to listen to my apostles and my prophets, God says, in my word, I'm showing creation what I'm going to do. God says, not one word of mine will fall to the ground, but God says, everything I said I'm going to do, it shall be done. Seven years of great abundance are coming throughout the land of Egypt. But then Joseph come back. Because see, a lot of times people like them kind of prophecies. Yeah, yeah, now, you know, you start telling people, well, uh, you're getting ready to, you're getting ready to be blessed. You're getting ready to, you know, you're getting ready. People love that kind of stuff. Oh, I'm getting ready, you're getting ready to get a new house. You're getting ready to get a new car. Oh, yeah, yeah, people like that kind of stuff. But Joseph said, look, there's some more to this thing. James just said, look, seven years of great abundance are coming throughout the land of Egypt, but seven years of famine will follow them. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? Any true prophets operate in three dimensions and two realms. Get this down. Keep this in mind. They operate in three dimensions and two realms. How many dimensions? Three dimensions. How many realms? Two. All right. Here's a, understand what, 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 what's, what's happening. The three dimensions that prophecy can come to you from a, 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 a spokesman or spokeswoman for God is this. Past, present, and future. Those three dimensions. Prophet can come in and tell you some things that happened to you when you was a little bitty baby. You'd be like, how do you know that? And prophet be like, God told me. Prophet can come in, don't know, you know, what's going on, and tell you some things that, that, that's, that you're experiencing right now. How do you know that? You know, God told me. Prophet can come in, tell you, you know, some things that, 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 that are going to happen to you in the future. How do you know that? God told me. I shared with you all a number of times. The very thing I'm doing now, woman of God looked at me at when I was 17 years old. My spiritual mother looked at me and said, uh-huh, I was four months into salvation. She said, you're going, you're going all over the world preaching God's word. Looked up to heaven, looked back, said, uh-huh. She said, you're going to be a preacher. She said, you're going all over the world. The very thing this woman, this woman of God describes, uh, there's a place in, in, in Lagos, Nigeria, in Victoria Island called Tafua Bella Square, a huge convention center-like place. She described that, that venue decades, she described it in the spirit decades before I was ever there. Described the program, described the, the, pul the pulpit, described what I was going to be doing decades before it ever came to pass. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? God says, I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is yet to come. God says, I already know what you're going to do 20 years from now. God says, every one of you under the sound of my voice, God says, a million years from now, I know where you're going to be. Mm. Some of y'all cut the heart out there. God says, one million years from now, every one of you that are listening to my apostle, God says, I know where you're going to be. Mm. Lord, help us to be with you. Because if we ain't with you, then we're going to be with the devil and his angels. How many dimensions? How many realms? Two realms. Prophets are going three dimensions, past, present, future, two realms. 
They're going to tell you good stuff that's coming your way, and they're going to be able to tell you some bad stuff that's coming your way. Joseph said, look, we're talking about what? Capital E is what? Future problems. Now, 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 Joseph said, look, you know, it's some real, real good stuff coming your way. You know, and my spirit goes, my spirit goes to, to one uh, one man of God that uh, contacted me some some months ago, and I and I want to I want to talk with this man of God about the exact dates and things because I remember what God said when I when I had given him the prophecy in regards to it in regards to a job, you know that that this man of God was going to be taking, and God told me to tell him to save up half his income for six months. To save up. I didn't, know, I didn't know why God was saying that. I was like, what is that? Save up half his income. Well, what the Lord knew was that that job was not going to last very long and that what this man of God was going to need was to have something to, to sustain it. I was like, what? Same thing, basically, that Joseph told Pharaoh, you know. But Joseph knew. I didn't know. All the thing I knew, the Lord was like, tell him to save, save up half his income. And this man of God obeyed. And when the, when the scarcity or the, the job was lost, he was able to, to carry on. God says, I know the end from the beginning. Seven years of great abundance are coming throughout the land of Egypt. But seven years of famine will follow them. Then all the abundance in Egypt will be forgotten. And the famine will ravage the land. The abundance in the land will not be remembered. Now, now here's where we want to be careful. Here's where we want to be careful as children of God. And the Lord is, is having me go through this very slowly. Because each one of us are going to experience at different points in our life abundance, and we're going to go through seasons of what? Famine or lack. That's, that's just a part of life. Abundance, then there's going to be lack. You know, uh, now... One of the things that God wants us to make sure that we do is that we don't forget the abundance when we experience the lack. And, or we don't forget the good times when we experience the bad times. See, people can be very um, fickle. Maybe you've been good to a person for, for years upon years. You mess around and lose your job and can't be good to them. Now all of a sudden they don't want to have nothing else to do to, with you. Now all of a sudden they, they want to speak evil about you. Now all of a sudden they want, to, they want to mistreat you. But God wants us to remember the good times when we go through the bad times. Remember the, the, the abundance when you go through the lack. Paul said it like this. I learned the secret. Paul said, I have learned the secret of being content whatever state I find myself in. God wants you to learn how to be content, whether you are living in plenty or whether you are living in want, whether you're in an air-conditioned mansion or whether you're in a mosquito-filled hot box. God, praise God, God wants you to learn to seek. Understand that contentment is not about what you have rather than contentment is about who you have. What? Contentment is not what? About what you have, but contentment is what? It's about who you have. God has the ability to make us content in a fiery furnace. 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in a fiery furnace. And God says, Robert, not just a regular fiery furnace, but a fiery furnace that had been turned up seven times hotter than normal. But God says, because I was with them, they did not even feel the effects of the flame. In fact, the soldiers that were bringing, or the individuals that were bringing Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego up to throw them into the fiery furnace, they ended up burning up. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were content. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were doing just fine. I want to encourage you, child of God, under the sound of my voice. Whatever the fiery furnace is you may be experiencing, whatever the difficulty, the trial, the hardship, whatever the world can throw at you, our God has the ability to keep us at a state of contentment, to keep us at a state of peace. God said, I've got a peace, Robert, for my people. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That surpasses, come on, somebody, all understanding. Remember, don't be like, don't be like the, the, the Egyptians who forgot the abundance when the famine came. Abundance in the land will not be remembered because the famine that follows it will be so severe. The reason the dream was given to Pharaoh in two forms is that the matter has been firmly decided by God, and God will do it soon. Now, we want to keep in mind that there are some things that God has firmly decided. This is why your prayer and our prayer must be in line with the word of God, because God said, Robert, a lot of my people are praying a bunch of stuff that I got no plans of doing. God said, a lot of my people are asking me for things that I got no intentions of doing. Our prayer wants to be in line with the plans of God. You say, Apostle, what are you driving at? All Egypt could have come together and started praying that this famine go away. But what did Joseph say? God, this matter has been firmly decided by God, and God will do it soon. So we got to be in communion enough and close enough relationship with God so that we're not wasting prayers. So that we're not praying all night for God to give us something that God said, praying that I'm never going to give to you. You say, Apostle, can we get some scripture? Of course you can get some scripture, my brother or my sister. That's why I'm here. Paul had a messenger of Satan. We don't know exactly what it was, but it was a messenger of Satan. And he talked about how he pleaded or he, he had asked the Lord how many times? Three times to remove it. But the Lord said, no, no, no. You know, my grace is sufficient. Paul said, well, let me stop praying about that. Let me stop wasting God's time and my time. Since God has decided that he's not going to remove it. Come on, let's take a look at that real quick, children of God. Joseph said it's firmly decided. This is this what's going to be done. So let me, let me deal with this before we go. So Joseph said, look, no need of us spending a whole lot of time praying against the family. Rather, let us prepare, what? For the famine. Since God has already decided that's what he's going to do. See, you got to know that there are some things that God has decided he's going to do no matter what you and I do. No matter what you and I say. There's some folk that's going to hell no matter how much we pray, no matter how much we preach, no matter how much we teach. Now, we don't know who. But God says some folk is going to hell. So we want to know what it is, God, that you have already firmly decided that you're going to do, no matter what we're talking about. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. Let's look at this. Then we're going we're gonna to close out. 
Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. We're going to get a couple of verses here, and we're going to close out. Thus saith the Lord. Paul says, to keep me from becoming conceited. Now, this is a beautiful thing. This is a beautiful thing. Understand, child of God, that there are some difficulties, some trials, some unpleasant situations in your life and in my life that are in our life that are not going anywhere to keep us from becoming conceited. There's some things that God knows. He might not even tell you. He might not even tell me, but God said, I know if I move that right there out of his life, if I move that right there out of her life, head is going to be so big, it's going to be hard to hold that big head up. So God says to keep you from becoming conceited. Paul said, look, I'm just fortunate enough that God has revealed to me why I got to go through this. See, some of you all out there under the sound of my voice, you are frustrated by things that God is allowing to remain on you because he's trying to keep you and I from becoming conceited, keep us from, from getting the big head, keep us from thinking more highly of ourselves than I. To keep Paul said, look, here's why I'm going through this. My prayer's not working concerning this. My fasting's not working concerning this. My pleas to God are not working concerning this. Why? Because God has a higher purpose for this. See, you've got to know them things in your life that God's got a higher purpose for. Paul says to keep me from becoming conceited because of these surpassingly great revelation. You say, Apostle, what do you got now? Anybody that you meet, child of God, that has surpassingly great revelation. In other words, God is showing them a whole lot of stuff, revealing to them a whole lot of stuff. They got a great thorn somewhere. Now, they may not tell you. God may not tell you. But if they got great, because see, God said, well, God said, Robert, I'm a God of balance. I'm a God of balance. If you've got great revelation, God said, I got to give you great thorn, keep you balanced. <laughs> Anybody, if they got great revelation, you, you better know that that character right there got a great thorn somewhere. There was given me a thorn in my flesh. In other words, something is just bothering me in my sinful nature, in my human nature. That God done gave me all this great revelation stuff in the spirit, but now he's letting this thing bother me in my human nature. Paul said, look, it's a messenger of Satan. Paul said, I know exactly where it comes from. It's a messenger of Satan to torment me. People with great revelation experience great torment. You need to get that down. Just keep that in mind now. Just keep that in mind. People that really got great revelation. Now, I'm not talking about folk that's here. I'm real great revelation. They experience great torment. Now, I've shared with you all a number of times. Anytime you meet somebody that knows a whole lot of what God has said, they also know a whole lot what? Of what Satan is saying. Anybody that knows a whole lot of what God is doing or what God wants done, they know a whole lot of two of what Satan is doing and what Satan wants done. Because all you gotta do is turn it around. Paul says three times I pleaded with the Lord. Paul said, I was praying up something. I was petitioning up something. Three times I pleaded with the Lord 
to take it away from me. But he said to me, see, this is why you got to let God talk in prayer. See, I, sometimes I meet people, people be like, you know, friends of mine, different countries, different places around the world. Oh, Pastor, we had prayer last night. We prayed all night. We prayed all night. I'd be like, okay, good. Oh, Apostle, we prayed. I'd be like, okay, good. What did God say? Oh, uh, oh. Uh, I'd be like, wait a minute. You just told me you prayed all night. What did God? That means surely that you, what did God say? Um, uh. See, if you're not letting God talk during your prayer, then you're just talking. Prayer is a mutual what? Communication. Meaning that I'm talking some. God talking some. I'm talking some. God talking some. Paul said, look, I pleaded with the Lord three times to take it away from me. But he said to me, well, why would God say this to Paul? Why would God interrupt Paul's pleading, interrupt Paul's petitioning, interrupt Paul's request? Because God said, I am not going to do that for you. <laughs> So you don't have to look. So you don't have to turn this three times of pleading into a hundred and three times of pleading. God said, "Look, listen, look. I'm not going to do that for you." <laughs> Praise God. God said, "Rather than you keep right on pleading and requesting and asking me, God said, here's another, here's another way.' Like we talked about, rather than than." Joseph calling for the Egyptians to start praying that the famine go away. Since God has already firmly decided he's going to do that, it would be wise for Joseph to tell the people what? Let's get ready for the famine. Let's prepare for it. Since God has already decided that this messenger of Satan is going to remain with Paul, even after your pleading and your crying out and your request, what do we, but Paul said, God said, look, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Rather than Paul keep right on petitioning God and pleading to God and crying out to God, go ahead on and let God's grace suffice. Some of you all under the sound of my voice, it's time for you to start learning how to let God's grace suffice. And allow his power to be made perfect in the weakness. Allow God's power to be made perfect in the weakness. Paul said, well, with that being said, God, God, Paul said, look, what God has done is changed my prayer life. See, a revelation from God will change your prayer life. Get that down. Yeah, yeah, revelation, you know, revelation from God. It'll change it. Because when you find out what God has already decided he's going to do and what God is, see, now I can start praying in line with that. I don't have to spend a lot of time praying stuff that God has already decided he's not going to do. Pray, revelation will do what? It will change your prayer life. It will change your prayer life. Some of us, this three times of pleading would have been a hundred, uh, one thousand three times. We, some of us would have been on our knees all night, still asking God about that, rather than let God talk and tell you, "Say, look, I'm not going to remove that messenger of Satan." See, now I can shut up. Now I can get up. Now I ain't got to be in here praying all all night. Behind that, 
I can move on to what? Something else. But that right there, God already told me how this is going to go down. But the Bible said, he said to me, so, Lord, you, you say to me now, say, I'm coming to you about what I want you to do and how I want you to do. How about you tell, Lord, you tell me what you're going to do and how, how you want things done. How about that? Tell me what, what you're going to do, Lord, so I can, I can change my prayer and line it up with what you're going to do. Instead of the disciples telling Jesus, no, no, we're not going to uh, uh, scatter, we're not going to scatter. Then now, since the master, you done said I'm going to scatter, then let me start saying, well, Lord, you know, forgive me for my scattering. Lord, prepare me for my scattering. Lord, help me with my, let, let me change my prayer life. Instead of coming against what God has already said he's going to do. Therefore, Paul says, all right, now that not of my, now the things unchanged around here, I got a revelation. I'll boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses. Now, most of us don't like to do this right here. Most of us, human nature is to boast about our strength. Paul said, no, I done learned something now. I'm going to boast about my weakness. Yeah, Paul said, I'm going to talk about how I'm struggling with some aspects in my flesh. Paul said, I'm going to boast about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Let me explain something to you, child of God. Any sin out there that you're struggling with, if you won't confess it, you won't get victory over it. Keep that in mind. That's why, you know, you know sometimes the Lord be like, Robert, what, what exactly are you doing? I'll be like, Lord, I'm lying right now. Oh, God be like, good, good, good that you confessed it. Not good that you do. Lord, God be like, Robert, what you doing? I'm like, Lord, I'm lusting right now. God be like, good. That's good, son. Good, not good. That, <laughs> not good that you're doing it, but good that you what? Confessed it. Why? That Christ's power. God said, I can't get my power on it if you won't boast in it. I can't get my power on it if you won't confess it. God be like, Robert, what you doing? I'm like, Lord, I'm so angry. I want to bust this Negro right in his mouth. God says, good. That's good, Robert. You're doing real good. Not that you want to do it, <laughs> but that you what? Confess it. Confess your sins one to another and pray for each other that you may be healed. Pray for each other that Christ's power might rest on We can't hide anything from God anyway. Father, I can't hide my lust from you anyway. You know what I'm going to do before I even do it. Father, I can't hide my fear from you. I can't hide my doubt. I can't hide my anxiety. I can't hide my, I, I can't hide anything anyway. Might as well confess it to him. Come on, saints, let's close this on out. Paul says, that's why I boast about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest in me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses. Not delight that I have them, but Paul says what, I'm, what I understand is that through my confession, through my acknowledge, through my, my, my realization that I have them, I can get more of Christ's power. Paul says I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, persecution. Paul says I like this stuff now. Not because I'm a glutton for punishment, but Paul says I realize that the, the more of these things that I'm, I'm having to deal with, and, and, and as I confess these things and I, I, I pour these things out and present these things to God, I can get more of God's power. Watch this now. Some of you all, you all, you understand exactly what's going on. Let's say that a truck was driving down the street and a character was standing in the back of the truck throwing out coupons. And each one of these coupons you could get and take it to the bank 
and collect $100. What do you think jokers will be doing in regards to them coupons? What? Huh? What? Trying to get a few? One or two of them. Trying to get as, man, jokers be all out there, man. I be all out there, man, with a basket. Fishing net. Man, I be out there with a fishing net. If you ain't careful messing around, be done trip somebody down and took their coupon. All kind of stuff will be going on regarding them coupons. Why? Because you realize that the more them coupons, the more they will be redeemed for something of great value. Paul said, look, what I have come to understand is that my weaknesses, my, the insults I'm experiencing, the hardships, my, 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 the persecutions, my difficulties. Paul says, I'm realizing that these things here are being redeemed for more of Christ's power. Just like them coupons. I understand that the more these coupons they get, the more $100 I get. So I'm trying to get all the coupons I can. Paul said, that's why I keep right on going into cities and being mistreated. Paul said, that's why I keep on taking the gospel to folk that, 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 that sometimes treat me brutal, brutally. Paul said, I've been beat with whips. I've been beat with cords. Paul said, I've been shipwrecked. Why? Paul said, what I understand is the more this stuff that I go through, these hardships, these persecutions, the more of Christ's power rests in my life. So shall it be in your life as well, brothers and sisters, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Future problems. We're going to have some future problems. But we thank God that we have no future problem that you or I are going to experience is greater than the present, thank you, Father, problem solver. Christ in you, the Spirit of God in you, is a present. God says, I'm a very present help in a time of trouble. Your past, your present, and your future, God has got it all. God bless you, children of God, and may heaven continue to smile on you. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we thank you today for everything you've shared with us. We pray that as your people hear these words, these teachings of yours, may they be blessed. May they go further, higher, deeper into your good, pleasing, and perfect will. May your name, which is above all other names, be glorified, exalted, and praised. We thank you today, Father, and we exalt you. This is our prayer. We count done. In Jesus' mighty and precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, children of God. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.